0: All right, so I wrote something. Uh, All right. uh, Welcome to Cinema Death Cult, a eulogy the death of motion pictures in podcast form. I'm Adam Bolger. And I am Colin Woodward. And this week, my name is Borat. Is nice. My wife. Oh, dear. We're talking about Borat, the subsequent movie film. Sasha Baron Cohen's 2006 mockumentary Borat was an absurd de Tocqueville-esque skewering of America <laughs> that America processed as a goofy accent. The sequel stars New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani in what early reviewers have described as a compromising position. But now seeing the film, Colin, I'd like you to, how to explain how in context and with additional footage, he's completely exonerated. Go. Go. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hardly. Well, <laughs> I had no idea this movie was coming out until a week or two ago. Okay. And then I saw the ad on Amazon. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I started seeing stories on Twitter or wherever it was about the Giuliani scene. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I don't believe a fucking thing that really Rudy Giuliani says. So yeah, I, I figured, <laughs> you know, ironically, you know, Borat, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is, way more believable than anyone Republican or certainly Giuliani who just lies his ass off constantly the way Trump does. So I was interested to see it just for the scene. And so that was kind of the hook with me and probably a lot of people. Yeah. But the scene doesn't come in until almost the end of the movie, pretty much the end of the movie. So you got to wait. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he looked totally inappropriate to me. What'd you think?
0: I thought he looked incredibly inappropriate. Um, and I was, I watched that scene a couple times because. <laughs>
1: I, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, cause I wanted to have like the, the you know, I wanted to make right. sure I got everything correct about it.
1: Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. So
0: the one thing, the one thing I will say that he, that does exonerate about him that does kind of work in his favor is that there's nothing about her being 15 up until Sasha Baron Cohen runs in and says she's fifteen at the end of that.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I didn't know. I mean, she looked like she was some sort of Fox News reporter or something. Yeah, she looked very of age, but
0: absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't know that. They're okay. So I, I must have because it's it's such a crazy scene. So he comes running in and. <laughs> I, I I even missed the point that they were setting him up with a fifteen-year-old, but they didn't I, they didn't say that at any point,
0: right? No, uh, he doesn't know like this. And she, I don't know how old the actress is for real, you know. Like, I think so she's thirty-four. Yeah, but you know, is that true?
1: Yeah, I looked her up.
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and and so I think that's just the punchline of the scene, and her character is fifteen in the movie, you know. And right. but he he comes off so terribly in so many different ways, even beyond that. That's the one good thing that I think you can say about it is that people were talking about it at first, like, you know, that she's a 15 year old character and he, you know, is doing this thing with an underage, inappropriate, whatever. But so, but you erase that you erase like him knowing that she's 15. And then you think like, I was thinking through it and this is why I watched it a couple of times. Like, a lot of it is probably out of sequence and there's some fictional elements to it. Like I don't think necessarily they started, you know, I don't think that what we saw was the order of what happened in the movie, you know? Right. Necessary. Probably like, not. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we saw it chronologically as it unfolded and I, and you know, clearly it was selective. They, they, they selected, you know, things that were exaggerated and damning about him. And clearly it was edited in a, in a way that was not, uh, flattering to him. But even with all that in mind, even knowing all the trickery and fakery that went into the making this movie, he comes off terribly. Like he looks like a fucking sleaze and he's being incredibly inappropriate in large ways and small. Like just like the thing, like drinking sc- like scotch or whatever, like whatever alcoholic beverage they are, they had during the interview. I mean, I've like, Right, that, right, that's crazy to me as a journalist and it's you know like I've never I would never do that and I'm like and I'm kind of like a Hunter thompson journalist you know like yeah, I yeah, like I don't like well it's I, the I, middle
1: I, of the day apparently too I mean, yeah it's middle of the day broad daylight. Dr-
0: middle of the day drinking straight liquor yeah in broad daylight and he clearly like he it's clear that he thinks that this woman is a naive reporter who who, who is taken with him and, and is you know, if flirting with him.
1: Right. Well, and to pro- provide some context, I mean, yeah. she's doing her character from the movie. So it sounds like she's from Europe somewhere. Sounds Russian. She's in this Russian or um Kazakhstani yeah. character with Borat. And so yeah. he probably thinks, yeah, she's just some naive foreign reporter that's got this interview with him. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he's such a creep. And so, yeah, you know, if you go in hating him, you're just going to, you, you're not going to absolve him. Right. Uh, but that said, I think any objective person will be like, well, why are you even going to this back room with her? <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that alone is inappropriate.
0: Yeah. And this stuff like he, there's a bunch of red flags. He just refuses to pick up on in terms of the comedy of the scene. Yeah. Because he believes she starts it off. She starts it off by saying like, Oh, it's my dream to meet you. And I feel, this is so amazing. I feel so nervous. And, and he has that super creepy smile and, and he's like, you know, I think she touches him first. Like she touches his legs a couple times and then he touches her back. But his touch definitely escalate his touching of her escalates the touching, you know, like she touches his knees and stuff. And, and he like starts touching her waist and things like that. And, um, his, his demeanor, it's, it's clear. It like, it's like he's trying to take advantage of a vulnerable person. And he believes that this woman is really throwing uh, herself at his feet. Oh, but the comedic red flag. I saw like, he looks at that book, right? And he even reacts to that right. book. And he even yeah. like looks at it like, this is absurd and crazy, but then he just like brushes by it. And again, that could just be editing and stuff, but that's, I think that's a red flag. What do you think?
1: Well, I guess, too, maybe, you know, if you're a person in a certain situation and, and someone you don't know at all who seems to be from another country gives you this crazy book of a yeah. monster vagina or whatever the <laughs> hell it is, you maybe could be tempted to just be like, oh, great, thanks. You know, like, uh, you, you, I, I mean, you know, celebrities, I like guess, have to deal with crazy stuff all the time. And Giuliani is a, is a celebrity of sorts. So I'm yeah. willing to... F- to grant him at least that, like you just want to be nice when someone gives you something, even if you're kind of looking through it quickly, uh, and it and it, it appears to be obscene. But what I wasn't sure of was, as far as we know, the only people in the room initially are her and Giuliani. Like there's cameras. It looks like there. I mean, there's cameras set up. There's lighting. So it's obviously a television interview. Yeah. But you don't see anyone else in the room. Borat comes in later. But yeah. I wasn't sure if there were other people in the room, which would make it even more inappropriate if he knew that there were people there and, yeah. and he goes into the background. But if it was just her and him and later Borat, maybe he thought this is more intimate than it really was.
0: Yeah. Well, once he gets into the bedroom, like it looks like that looks more like a hidden camera setup
1: yes yeah for sure so obviously when he goes into the back room, that's he's crossing a the line there and yeah he lies down on the bed and he puts his hands down his pants the front of his pants yeah so that's pretty incriminating to me i mean i think his bullshit line afterward has been that he was adjusting his microphone or whatever, but they don't put the microphone <laughs> yeah. down your pants. No,
0: and you don't lie down to adjust it. I don't think.
1: <laughs> But no, he's lying down in the bed. It's a darkened kind of room and he's patting her on her lower back and stuff. So it, it I mean, it looks really bad for him and I don't know is I don't know if he's married, what his like marriage situation is, but if he were married and I was his wife, I would be very pissed at him. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know if
0: I don't know if he's currently married. But that's a good. I don't. Question. I'm sure he's been
1: married a bunch of times.
0: He has like, and it's all weird. Like his marriage, even if he, I don't know it that well, which is why I'm not going to talk about it in depth now. But his marriage situation, he's been married at least three times. Okay. And his first wife is a second cousin, which is why that joke about the cut, co- like go marry your cousin, is in there. Oh, all right. I didn't get it, that. Yeah, that wasn't just a, 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 an absurd line. That wasn't just a non sequitur. That was a, a reference.
1: That's strange. I wonder if I'm
0: sorry, I... you were making a point before and it was interesting. I wanted to explain. Well, I line.
1: guess I, le- I left off with it, him you know, putting his hands down his pants. And <laughs> I think he said that, well, he's, he's tucking his shirt in. Yeah. But, but he's still lying down. Why would he be tucking his shirt in while he's lying down on a bed? I mean, yeah once you've lied down on the bed, you don't really care if your shirt is tucked in anymore. And obviously he thinks something is going to happen with this young woman. And um, so I don't, I haven't read up a lot on what his justification or rationale is for it, but it's, it, it's ridiculous.
0: He looks bad. He looks, yeah, he, he comes off as terrible and, but he says it's a fabrication and he says something cause that, that like a screenshot from that, got out before the movie. And I think that his, his denial just centered on that one image, which is like, Oh, and that image, which looks in, looks incriminating. In fact, I'm doing this kind of normal thing of adjusting my pants. Yeah. But, but I think that there's a preponderance of evidence in the film.
1: Even,
0: <laughs> <laughs> even given yeah. like, and, 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 and even given like the trickery of fucking motion picture creation, Right and editing and whatever. I think there's a preponderance of evidence that he was, of, of his of his intentions.
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, you know what I know about Giuliani. I mean, he's a very sleazy, dishonest guy, and he's just kind of crazy. And just given the way he operates and the way this administration operates, they think they can do anything in any given situation. And uh, obviously, Trump's track record with women is horrendous, and I haven't. <laughs> I don't know the full extent of uh, Giuliani's resume, but yeah, I mean the divorces and I'm sure all these other women along the way he's harassed or used or, or whatever. Um, so no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a satisfying scene because he, wh- whatever a- actually happened, he's humiliated and yeah. they go yeah. running out of there. and I guess he called the cops. So they're running from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as um you know borat still in costume and yeah they they go down this alley and kind of talk it through but um but no i mean it's it's definitely worth seeing that scene alone i don't know if the rest of the movie measures up at all but uh that's well i wanted i
0: wanted to sort of stay on this scene for a second sure longer but i mean so like rudy giuliani he's supposed to be like this savvy political operator right he's the president's lawyer Right, right. He's the president of the United States, personal lawyer. Um, and yet he was taken in by fucking Borat and Borat like is famous. Like all these like hidden camera shows like Borat's interviewed like Dick Cheney, you know, like, like right. other politicians of Rudy Giuliani stature have been taken in by Borat. And even like the, the thing, the footage at the CPAC, like where they, with the Mike Pence stuff. Yeah, that m- must have been filmed contemporary. No, it was probably before before um the Giuliani thing because he's wearing Giuliani comes in wearing a mask into that interview. Yeah,
1: I think the Mike Pence scene was probably February, maybe or like yeah early March because he's talking about COVID and I mean it's just mind blowing to think back then, but like he says there's only maybe a hundred or two hundred cases. No, he says fifteen. It's 15. Okay. Okay. So it's yeah. really early. Yeah. So that scene. And again, yeah, the movie uh, messes with your head in a number of ways. Cause you're not exactly sure what is happening when, and, and I'm sure some scenes early in the movie were shot later and, and vice versa. But yeah, I'm guessing like the scenes with Pence, it's, it's late winter, early, early spring. And yeah. then later when he goes to Texas and he's staying with those two guys and they're, their cabin that yeah. must be like, I think it's late June or something. So, yeah. you're seeing kind of a progression. So, I'm guessing the Giuliani interview happened after that at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
0: because he comes in wearing a mask. And right. so, but the point I'm trying to build is that so this thing already happened to Mike Pence, right? And I think that was got a little bit of attention in the media like, oh, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen was at this convention and he disrupted Mike Pence. But so then wouldn't savvy political operator like Rudy Giuliani be aware that Borat is on the prowl and looking for high profile (laughs) targets?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know how these guys, they just don't do their homework. They don't vet people. I mean, obviously he didn't vet the woman playing, uh, Tuta or whatever her character's name is. Um, and, because remember, I, I, don't, I think it was maybe in the Bruno movie when he had Ron Paul in a bedroom and he didn't get him on the bed and put his hand on his pants. But there was some kind of scene where Ron Paul or uh, yeah, Ron Paul goes storming out because it's oh, yeah. on him or whatever. So it was kind of that similar setup. But you, know, you would think these guys would vet everyone that talks to them. But I'm mean, obviously Giuliani is not a very careful I mean, it's, it's pretty astounding, but again, this yeah. administration, people just get away with murder. So they're like, Oh, what difference does it make? Yeah. Talk to anybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I think it's just arrogance and the sense of entitlement, like yeah, his, his belief that, cause he looks so monstrous and creepy and he does. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he just, like he looks fat and bald and like his teeth are weird and his eyes are shifty and like, he's, I, I know, I, I, I put this on Twitter to earlier, but um, he, he's, his suit doesn't match in that scene. Oh his, yeah. Yeah. His pants are blue and his jackets black and it's not like, but the colors aren't contrasted enough for to look like it was on purpose. Like he's wearing suit separates and fucked up, you okay. know? And he's not. And so, and she looked, she's, you know, pretty and young and blonde and telegenic and whatever. And he, and and he processed this thing, this exaggerated comedic situation, as like, okay, this girl wants to wants wants me, right? Which is yeah. cra- <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, that's in such an insane amount of entitlement, you know. Uh, firstly, but yeah, do, do you agree?
1: Yeah, no, I mean I, that's how these guys operate. I mean certainly yeah. how Trump operates in. The, the weird thing about Giuliani though is, I mean, he's just such a, se- he was, he was such a seasoned politician to, to see him be so like lazy and slipshod and yeah, I mean, in arrogant and creepy. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened if he, you, I mean, obviously he was a Republican in New York and, and he had that reputation, but it's something, I don't know. I, I think he's just kind of gone off the deep end, like a lot of these guys that anyone would hire this dude as, as your lawyer, let alone the president is, is pretty shocking. But again, yeah, I'm not surprised by anything this administration does, as long as they can get a high profile Republican, they don't care, but it's weird. It's like, you know, you, you start to have like more admiration for like guys like Chris Christie at this point. You know, cause he,
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking about Chris Christie actually, because I, I was kind of like, like Rudy kind of feels like the rough draft for Chris Christie in a way. Cause yeah. like Chris Christie had the same vibe, you know, like the same Northeastern New York, you know, New Jersey bluster and tough guy shit, but also kind of cruel and cruel, but good with the press, you know? Um,
1: yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it's not supposed to be this way, but there's something very kind of depressing about this movie. Um,
0: yeah, well, let's. Yeah, so let's back up a little bit. Like we've been, sure. let's back up the the lens. So you, that's interesting. You found it depressing. Why?
1: Well, I think because the country has changed so much since the first movie, and it was it was weird to think that the first one was two thousand six. So it was fourteen years ago, yeah, that that movie came out. And I loved the first one. I, mm-hmm. I saw it with a friend of mine in the theater, and I didn't really know anything about that character. I hadn't seen the Allie G show. So I was going into it pretty cold. And obviously that movie became pretty iconic for a while. And everyone was doing the voice and high five and and all that stuff. Excuse me. And then Bruno came out a few years later. Not sure when. And I, I loved that too. Different character, but same kind of situations. But I, I just didn't think the movie was as funny for one, Mm -hmm. but something about, Seeing it, the, seeing him try the same things again with, you know, over. You know, I mean, pretty much everyone in the movie is is a republic. It's a, it's a uh, target for Republican satire, so yeah. you're not really seeing anyone who's not a Trumpster type of person. And Obviously, Giuliani and Pence are, but he's in Texas for a while and he's talking to people at rallies and and gun shops or wherever uh, it was. So he's just kind of dragging us through like the most Trumpy parts of America. And mm-hmm. I have to drive through these areas. I know you know not have a lot of family that are like this and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think part of the problem is just, I didn't think the movie was that funny, but I feel like we've kind of reached some point now. It's like post satire or something. It's kind of yeah. like, they're so relentless with their psychological warfare. The Republicans practice on us every day. It's, I'm just kind of exhausted at this point. And it's very hard to do real satire because
0: mm. these
1: people are legitimately evil in my eyes. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too, <laughs> I don't know how you can't get political with this movie, but like, I need this to end. And I really need Biden to win because I'm sick of thinking about Trump. I'm sick of thinking about all these people. I mean, if only just to get them off the TV, get them out of the public domain, like just, I need them to go away. And it's just been really a depressing four year experience. So, I mean, I'll give, I'll give Sasha Baron Cohen credit. I mean, what he does. I mean, the guy's got, Huge balls. I mean, the stuff he does is yeah. straight up scary to me. Yeah, and some of it happened in to Borat too. And he's literally putting himself in danger uh, for these, yeah for these bits. But I, I don't know. I and, you know my politics aside and, and how I'm feeling about things right now, I just didn't feel. I mean, it's this is the second time around, so it's not it's not fresh. It's not new, and it's been 14 years, so in terms of just his bits and his satire, it didn't, it didn't, a lot of it didn't really land for me.
0: Hmm. How That's about you? interesting. Um. Well, I, uh, I, a, I liked it more than the first Borat movie, but I actually am a little bit uh, odd, I guess, cause I didn't like the first Borat movie. I was a big fan of the Ali G show. I knew it pretty well. And actually Borat was a character. I never responded to that much. Like I liked the vibe of the Ali G character because he was supposed to be like this youth culture, you know, person interviewing political figures. And so he's able to, you know, cause they they're like these politicians want to reach youth, which they find to be elusive. And this, and they see, this seems like a conduit to that, you know, in, interviewing this guy, but then he's so stupid that, and then they just kind of right. go along with it. And, and, and that, that was a great dynamic for me. And Borat, it's like, okay, this guy is just stupid and everybody's trying to be nice to him because he's a stupid foreigner. And the joke is kind of like, well, America's, Americans don't understand foreign countries, you know? Like, it doesn't. there's nothing culturally specific that's incorrect about him being from Kazakhstan. But nobody knows, right. like, nobody in America knows jack shit about Kazakhstan. That's not even a real fucking place to us, you know? Right. Um, you know? I mean, there's... <laughs> It, yeah, that just shows like how little we know about the rest of the world. And that's, in that's sort of an interesting dynamic, but the other like Bruno and, and, and Ali G were more interesting, you know, in to me and the Borat film, I saw it on a sick day from work and I was like one of two people in the movie theaters on a matinee. And I was just like, ah, oh, not into this man. Like I saw it way late into the phenomenon of it. Okay. I was just yeah. Like, I was like, ah, I don't know. All this hidden camera shit. Who cares? You know, it's like people are being nice to them. They're going along with it. Oh, yeah. That was a question I was thinking about asking you. Um, oh, no. Before I. I OK, I'm going to hold on to that thought. Uh, but I did like this movie a lot because this one, it's very like news, current events driven in the way the first one wasn't. Like yeah. All the jokes about Mike Pence being a lady killer or all the stuff, obviously, about covid. And um QAnon and Jeffrey Epstein, like it's very plucked from headlines in a right. way the first one was not. And uh there there were I was I was laughing. I was laughing out loud at a couple things. Like when he runs into the convention in the clan robes, I was like, Fucking that's hilarious. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, or, no, uh, I mean the movie definitely had some moments. I guess yeah. It just again, you know, 14 years have passed. So when he's doing the first movie, we're sort of in the middle not quite the middle, getting closer to the end of the Bush period. And so when he would bring some of these people on screen, you're kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe there's people that still think that way in this country, you know? Yeah. But we've had 14 years of seeing those people all the time. And so now it's kind of like, I'm just so sick of hearing about these people. Like the people, the the white guy in the diner kind of phenomenal. Let's talk to another guy in in the diner, how he feels about immigrants. It's like, well, I know how that's going to go. So the, the targets are just, you know, they are, they're kind of obvious at this point. And, you know, if you're going to attack Republican people, I mean, this is kind of the way it goes anyway. Um, but it just, it didn't have that, that, that newness to it, that the first movie did. And he does kind of repeat, repeat some of the same gags. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, comedy, a lot of it is just about tone. And you have to walk this line when you're someone like him who does pranks, and which I'm not really a big fan of anyway, like a practical joke type of humor. But
0: Like the candid camera kind of
1: stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, sometimes I feel like it's just a very, it's like the lowest point of the lowest kind of humor is, is practical jokes, but the first movie I did like it. And this one, I don't know, maybe it's just, I just didn't like the bits as, as much, but yeah. I kind of felt like some of the stuff was just in poor taste. And I know kind of the whole movies in poor taste in a way, but yeah. there's a difference between ridiculing someone like Giuliani and going into a doctor's office that he doesn't know what the hell is going on, you know, like, and I'm not, I wouldn't let anyone off the hook in this movie, but again, this is a different, a different type of type of target when it's a big political figure and walking in on barging on the Pence uh, speech. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. The, the clan robe. I mean, I, I, for me, the funniest scene was when he goes into the synagogue. I, I thought that was that was pretty funny. Um, I thought
0: that was all right. I thought th- this is not political at all. But the thing that I that made me laugh the hardest was when he was faxing the faxing scene, where he's yeah. like dictating these faxes, and they're just texts that you would send, and just it's right. a very simple concept. But I was like, oh, it's so funny, and the guy, and and, and the guy who's working at like that sort of off-brand Kinko's place he's just not reacting at all which was right especially funny you know yeah no... yeah um and that was like a simple thing but I I, I was laughing very hard at that yeah and, but no I, I think I get your point overall and I think we're on the same page because I think that the weakest element of the movie uh is the um the hidden camera stuff because I just didn't care about it most of the time and I found it pretty tedious like I like all this like all right. So they talked like the sugar bait, what do you call it? Sugar baby lady, you know, um, yeah, the gold, yeah. the guy like, how to be a gold digger kind of lady. And then the, the, how to be a debutante lady. And I'm like, and I felt the same way you did. I'm like, I've seen this before. I've seen these people skewered and I don't really care. Whatever. Have fucking debutante culture. I don't care about it. It does. It doesn't sometimes it's weird and maybe it's noteworthy, but it's, it's, it, but I don't know. It's like, yeah, right now.
1: And that, and that, the payoff in that scene, it's, it's pretty gross. And (laughs) at certain points, I was just kind of cringing. I was like, uh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna go there, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Of course he does. So, you know, he has to top himself to a certain degree over the first movie, but, uh, oddly it's kind of like, well, that movie was a hit and people were talking about it for a year or two, but yeah, He's kind of diluted his brand to a degree. I mean, I I did like the Bruno movie, but then he had a TV show that was on not yeah. too long ago. Did you see any of that? No, I didn't see Bruno either. Okay, no. I, yeah. I I thought Bruno was maybe better than, than Borat, or I liked them them comparably. And we saw it here in Richmond, and a couple did walk out. And yeah, it was pretty funny and satisfying. But I have not revisited that. I I watched some of his show where I can't remember where it was, if it was on HBO or whatever, but he did an, a whole set of characters because obviously people have caught on to Borat and L.E.G. So yeah. he had a bunch of new guys, uh, I don't know, three or four characters that he was doing and it was hit or miss, you know, but yeah. I almost feel like this character and kind of this whole approach is, is sort of worn out. It's welcome.
0: Yeah. I, I, I- Yeah, I think so, but I think it's also interesting because there is still he is pretty good at it, and he's better at at this kind of than he is at doing comedic fictional stuff. Like even though it's like I liked the Dictator, and I and I loved him, and um, I think the Dictator is really good. I think that he's really good in the um, uh, Talladega Nights and a couple other you know movies. And I, I haven't seen his serious show with the one where he plays like a Mossad agent or whatever. But, you know, he's a talented actor and he has a lot of, you know, unique comic sensibilities and stuff. But there's it's better when it's in when it's real, you know, he's better when it's raw. Like when he's like dancing, like his physical comedy is great, but it would just seem kind of goofy physical comedy without the context of it being real or him like doing those herky jerky dances, you know, in. Yeah. In a movie that, you know, is fiction, but. Yeah, I mean, I can get why he would. I don't know. I mean, I he's get why. He, he,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, he's certainly a talented guy, and, and you know, may, and you know, maybe he wanted to do this as a kind of last minute political statement just before the election. You make Republicans look bad, make Giuliani look bad, and yeah,
0: the centerpiece is definitely Giuliani.
1: Yeah, so maybe that was a lot of the motivation behind this. And he's going to retire this character. Because, I mean, I agree. I mean, he's a really talented guy and he's yeah. been in other more straightforward comedies and and he is funny. But I just feel like this is sort of a backstep for
0: him. Yeah. You know what? I, I kind of question the structure of the movie because I was thinking, like, so clearly the best, like, I liked all the fictional parts of it, you know, like all the setup stuff at the beginning, which is also the stuff in Borat I like the best, too. Um, and I want to talk about that in a minute, too. But, like, so clearly the, the most memorable thing for people and thing that like really broke through this movie is the Giuliani thing, which is with the girl and not him. So I question the structure of the movie. Like It ends with her being this journalist for Kazakhstan or whatever. And I think that's where the movie should start. And then he could have just sent her out instead of him being Borat because nobody knows who she is. And instead you have this like pretty girl and a, you can get a lot... I'm sure you can get hook a lot of people with a pretty girl reporter, you know, pretty, yeah, small, you know? So that was, I don't know. That's one thought.
1: Yeah. That, that would have been interesting. Well, and I wasn't really sure. I didn't know much about the movie, so I didn't know she was even going to really play a factor in the movie. Cause when the movie begins, he has these kids and she's his only daughter. And I'm thinking, you know, is she' going to tag along with him or, or is this kind of yeah. a very, kind of crude joke of her being in the cage, like living like an animal in Kazakhstan. And again, you know, maybe, you know, it's been, it's been 14 years since the first movie and maybe I'm just turning into like a, a lame, older uh, middle-class dad or something. But it, it, it's kind of like when they make fun of the South, it kind of felt like that, like he's making fun of Kazakhstan. I'm like, I don't know anything about that country. And I know it's not this bad. And he's probably, you know, he's just making a very obvious joke here, but this is kind of tacky to me. I I don't know. Um, But I I stuck in there and I think around the 50 minute mark, I was like, "Man, how much more of this movie? (laughs) Right. I watch
0: it in in chunks. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea. And also I'm going to be honest with you. There are a couple of things I did. Like um on you know it's on Amazon so they have like that skip forward ten second thing you know right yeah and um well, if you're watching it on a laptop with um and there are a couple times there there are a couple scenes where I'm like okay I get it uh, you know may I get it I'm just gonna skip through this like the stuff with him and the two QAnon guys where he's you know he right. he's like hold up with them for, and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. And this feels very yeah. much like the first movie. And you're, you know, so you congratulations. You found some dummies who are kind of unfiltered. Cool. Well, you and know. I think
1: that's sort of the problem with this kind of movie because you know, he's, he's hanging out with those two guys and I'm not defending those guys in any way, but like at a certain level, like they're very nice to him. I mean, yeah, the things yeah. he's doing are totally outrageous and they're just like rolling with it. Like we yeah. took this, this it's like they took a stray kitten home or whatever, just like, right. letting them stay in their house. Yeah. And Borat doesn't do anything necessarily mean to them. No. Um, so it, that's kind of the problem with this movie kind of sets up at certain points. It's like these people just kind of are the way they are and they might be totally wrong minded politically, but they're just being themselves. And they don't know any better. They don't know what this guy is up to. So in some ways they come off looking better than Sasha Baron Cohen does. Because, I mean, you know, to, to a certain degree, like they're not doing any harm to him. They don't get mad at him and say like, get the fuck out of here. We're going to kill yeah. Like nothing like that happens. So the comic payoff is, is a little awkward because like, we already kind of know what these guys are about and the way they think. So unless you show something that's really absurd with them, like there's really no kind of payoff. I mean, he goes, so he goes to the rally and he sings a song about Obama. That's anti-Obama and everything. I'm like, well, of course they like that. Like they'll just, they'll eat anything up like that. So I don't, again, it's just, that's the problem with 14 years of living through these, these politics, yeah. like this stuff doesn't, doesn't shock me anymore. Right. So he has a problem there as a comedian. Right. Like, well, he didn't like the first,
0: cause it kind of was harkening back to like on the show when he did, did you ever see the thing where he did, he was singing at a country Western thing and it's a Borak character and he started singing the song, throw the Jew down the well.
1: Was it the, the rodeo? I
0: don't I don't know, but it's okay. sort like this it's this song and it gets everybody singing along to throw the Jew down the well. Right, right. And it's in sort of like the in the first movie? I don't know. I think it was from the show. I don't know. But okay. anyway, but it's this really great scene because it also it does what you, it does a thing that you that you're saying is absent, which is it 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 reveals something about the people that are in the scene, you know, right participating in the scene. Like it, it unearths something that is unsettling, which is that, you know, that they would go along with this anti-Semitism, you know, and nobody's going to, and nobody stands up and and says that's wrong, you know, which is true. And that's kind of, everything is premised on that, that people will not ever, they're going to go along and nod along and people will never get, stand up and say, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that, except under extreme circumstances. And, you know, Like the, the Jewish women in the synagogue do say they are very clear, like, no, this is, you know, this is not what a Jew looks like. And they're, they're very nice, but they're also like, no, everybody else says yes to him. Cause that's just like a natural human response to a degree. And also I think it's like, you were talking about him going to the South and and the Midwest and stuff. And I was thinking like, well, except for Giuliani, obviously he doesn't do this shit in the Northeast because like, I think that Northeastern attitude would be very different with that kind of thing. You know, I think there's a sense of, like, let's let this person talk in the South, that there might not be in, like, maybe there's a regional difference, I guess I'm trying to say.
1: Well, in, in a way, you might encounter some real hostility up North that would complicate your jokes. I mean, if you went to, you know, Upper Michigan and was hanging out with the militia, they might be like ready to kill this guy. I mean, and I yeah. guess that could be true anywhere, but again, you yeah, have if you go to a place that's not quite as traditionally accepted for its conservatism, if you did go to Michigan or you went to you know, New England or New York State or something, I'm sure you could find the same type of groups of people. But he, uh, you know, again, he's kind of setting up these obvious targets and yeah. And again, these people are they are being very accommodating to him in, in any kind of nice way. Some situations that's kind of horrifying, but in other situations it's like, what do you expect them to do?
0: Right. Yeah. Cause everyone, cause every once in a while you get something that's a little bit, um, illustrative of like a bad attitude. Like in this movie, they go to the tanning salon they're like, what's the best tan color for a racist family or something? And the lady just kind of points at something.
1: Yeah. Know. Yeah. And,
0: and, then you have like, but then when they're interacting with the black lady who's the babysitter, like she, she is more like, no, this is wrong and your attitudes are wrong and you got it, you know, whatever. Like right. she actually has a moral center and she's forthright about it, which might be, I don't know, maybe it's a cultural difference. Like maybe like African American cultures like
1: deals with this shit a little bit differently. Or well, m- and they're also putting in front of her different issues with her because they're, yeah, the young woman who's talking about, her sexuality in a very naive way in the black woman saying, that, well, you know, it's natural for you to explore your body and all the stuff she's saying. So yeah. that's a different context with, with, that's character. true. So yeah, there, she's and, not, pres-
0: not being presented as anything. I mean, it's horrifying, but not like, you know, nothing that says like, I'm, I'm a bad person and I'm going to do some bad stuff.
1: Well, and again, and again it's it's like, what is the payoff there? Like she's just very straightforward and nice about it. And so yeah. you're left with this. Well, she has to deal with this embarrassing situation with this young woman who should know better. And that's yeah. just not especially funny to me. So yeah. it's not like the scene is offensive or anything. It's, it's not necessarily about that. Although there was some stuff in the movie that did kind of walk that line. I'm like, am I offended by this or just <laughs> like, I think this is kind of lame and lazy. I, I mean, I don't know. But yeah. um you know I I'll I'll give the movie you know again this guy credit for trying and putting himself in these situations but I just felt like I'd seen this before and and I've liked other stuff that he has done
0: better. Yeah. I I was wondering watching it like how much of it was fiction and how much right. of it was fact too.
1: The bystanders I had my doubts. Yeah. I mean, how, how taken in could you be? I mean, there's a film crew. They're asking to come into your house or you talk on camera. Like you got to know something's up.
0: Yeah. Or if you go the Halloween store scene where the guy is selling him a Borat costume and he's dressed as Borat, you know, how could that not, how could that be real? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um Or
0: like the stuff like the, the guy with in the fax store, you know, it's like
1: Yeah. I you know, which well, is fine.
0: Him him I'm fine with because he didn't do anything and it's and it's funnier that he didn't react if he was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna go along with this, whatever.
1: Well and you, you have to vet too, there's a lot of editing in that scene because oh, yeah, faxes yeah, 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 yeah. are taking a while. So um no, I mean there there were times I'm just like, how could they still not get this at this point i mean yeah especially the QAnon guys like they're internet savvy i mean they could probably (laughs) internet just google search like crazy foreign guy with mustache and you know right 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 more at but um but yeah it's
0: like they're so feverishly looking for conspiracies and and hidden meanings and they don't see the fake the fakery Right it's like in their house. Which that must be fake. I don't know. Like it doesn't it I had really my
1: doubts about that whole. I mean, really he's going to take this guy home with him in the middle yeah. of a pandemic. This crazy foreign dude just comes up to him on the street when he's coming out of the store to get into his truck. Like yeah, some of it was was really hard hard to believe. But um yeah, again, I mean, I I just I'm not I'm not as shocked by people's behavior at this point. So mm. In a way, it has the counter effect. I'm like, well, that scene could have been a lot worse. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People walk around with guns, and you know, and they're not firing a shot at this this crazy guy. Um, I, I I don't know. I I think it's just it, in a way the movie says more about where we're at that really has nothing to do with what's in the
0: movie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I I did skip through a little bit towards the you know in the middle like i did find that hidden camera stuff a little tedious yeah but um i did like that it was it had this very like current events driven element to it and i liked um i thought the girl was very good and it was interesting that there was this sort of feminist element to it which you know uh, which I'm I'm kind of a little bit suspicious of sometimes cuz that seems to be like easy sop to diversity kind of stuff, you know, that a corporation like Amazon is willing to make, you know, the sort of like um toothless diversity and feminism message, but it really helped the movie in in a way because it it was something that Borat was not about before.
1: Yeah. Um I guess, you know, again, in terms of the comedy, that's an interesting point to make if you're having a, a strong female character, you know? But is that as funny? As, for me, the first movie with that fat guy who was with him the whole time and right. ridiculous naked fights and everything, like a just total clown. And yeah. she's yeah. not. I mean, she's sort of evolving as the movie goes on to you know, turn into this this newscaster. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know if we want to give the movie that much credit for <laughs> its own, its own politics, because again, what she's, what she's doing for most of the movie is just kind of general human behavior. Uh, and then she's encountering these people just the, their ideas are just are so backward. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, are, are, how many I'm trying to think Giuliani mean, Giuliani's the creepiest toward her of anyone. but Other than that, yeah. I don't, I don't remember people treating her especially badly. You know?
0: no. I don't think she's really that's the only time where she's like deployed as kind of, you know, a honey trap kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, That's the only time, um, that she's, I think, you know, uh, because usually it's sort of like she's vulnerable and naive and kind of stupid, you know, and foreign, foreign, you know, foreignness It can't be understated. Right. Um, and, you know, so the natural inclination with people is to kind of help uh, and and you want to kind of be, I don't know, you want to kind of help them like you would help like a broken, a wounded puppy or something, you know?
1: Well, and I guess you're supposed to believe she's 15 too. So she supposed to be a right. naive which, yeah. 15 year old.
0: Yeah. Which is, you know, probably not, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what a, I don't know what a 15 year old looks like. Anymore. I'm <laughs> glad she's not a 15 year old in the movies. I don't. Think well, that would be really be
1: in movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But like, um, yeah. I mean, I thought she was really good, and I thought that was interesting. I thought the the um, you know, I thought they might have made a mistake by just deploying her in that one really effective scene, and when they they could have almost done like a um, a spin-off of Borat with her you know, and have the whole thing be her, like hers, this newscaster is kind of has this, instead of like this gonzo, um, I'm taking control of the situation by doing this crazy accent thing of Borat, like a little bit more vulnerable. And you're a little bit almost like, oh, what's going to happen in this scene? You know, like, it's almost like she, she would be in danger a little bit or, or something, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I guess you, you sort of, again, you got to walk that line carefully. <laughs> You're like, it's kind of like in horror movies, like is this woman the victim or is she the hero? And you could be putting her in some situations where it's a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But, in an, I watched an interview like with good morning America or something that uh, the actress and Sasha Baron Cohen did. And Sasha Baron Cohen said that like they were in touch via text through the whole thing, the whole uh, when she was alone with Giuliani, which I think is both so he could time like him running in. Okay. And, but he also framed it in terms of her, her safety too, which is like, uh, you know, well, I don't I, know. I mean, again, if,
1: if, if there were other people in the room with cameras initially, I don't think she had anything to worry about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, she's, if she slaps him, I'm, I don't think that he was, if she slaps him and goes, what are you doing? You know, I don't think that he,
1: yeah I, I don't th- I, yeah that sounds a bit dramatic. I don't think she was in any danger from Giuliani, but yeah I think obviously Giuliani had a different idea of where it was going.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He interpreted he the scene. I mean the other thing the last thing about the Giuliani scene is that even aside from all the stuff, him being inappropriate with her and whatever, like he says a crazy conspiracy theory. And just brushes by it. Like he says like, Oh yeah, ma- right. China manufactured this, you know, it wasn't from a wet market and a- eating a bat. It was manufactured by China and it was like weaponized. And it's like, okay, even, even if he was, had dotted his eyes and crossed his T's and like done like the sign of the cross before sitting down and stayed like eight feet away from her, that would still be horrible and horrifying.
1: Yeah. And it's scary to think, I mean, he's the president's lawyer. So how many people in the government believe that is very frightening? Yeah. Cause that could be a reason to go to war with another country. But yeah. They attacked you with a biological weapon that's killed 200 and right. whatever, 25,000 people. Um, no, I know that's, that's, that's pretty disturbing and yeah. also disturbing again, the reality that we live in of like, no one cares. No one cares on the right that he thinks that.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a fringe conspiracy. It should be a fringe conspiracy theory. I think it it's should. pretty discredited. I've read that theory too. Cause I'm, you know, I, I like engaging in conspiracy theories. Um, but, and I read it, I'm like, well, that's an interesting idea and you can kind of, okay, there's some coincidences there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Then I moved on with my life and I just say, like, all right, only fringe people would like this, would be interested in this, you know?
1: Well, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sure that it wasn't created in a lab, I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't believe that. And if I were having, if I had the president's ear and I wasn't sure about this, like if there's no Intel, these people have help. They're not wandering around like we are like looking shit up on the internet and talking to people here and here. I mean, they have agencies doing this all the time. So like, they can get the facts or at least like really good intelligence about these kind of things. And, but, you know, again, it's just, they want to go on Fox News and they want to spew this bullshit and get the headlines. And, and that's just what it's become. It's just become this glob of conspiracy and half truths and bullshit. And, um, so again, you know, it's just like that, that's just a very scary reality. Whereas, you know, the guys, the QAnon guys in the cabin, in Texas, I'm like, well, if it's not QAnon, they're going to believe something else, you know, yeah. in 20 years or 25 years ago, they were into some other kind of conspiracy. So I understand those kinds of people and that's why they're, they're feeling all this rage on the Republican side. But uh, yeah, I mean, Giuliani, he's, he's just a scary, he's a scary individual. I mean, he's ridiculous, but he's also, he's also kind of terrifying.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Trump too, uh, and obviously yeah yeah like they show that clip of Giuliani on Fox News where he's just like calling somebody an idiot and trying to shut him down and stuff and yeah yeah and he looks he just you know it was physically he looks monstrous and stuff and but I mean he's also like an old frail man, you know right. like they' when he's walking into that bedroom to go get his <laughs> the blowjob he feels entitled to uh like you like he looks like he's having trouble walking, you know, yeah, like bad hips and you know whatever.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a pretty sad character, but um he has a lot of influence still. And yeah. So, yeah. you know, here we are still talking about him twenty years after he's been mayor of New York City. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so, right, man. Well look. So I think we can we can pretty much put a say that we're talked about this movie enough now, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm. It sounds like it's bumming you out. I'm sorry I made you watch it. Huh?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I was, I was looking forward to it to a certain degree because it's something new and I have liked his work and I, I think, yeah, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen can be pretty brilliant and he's a talented guy and he's, he's, he's very brave with, with this, but um, right now, I don't know. It just wasn't, it just didn't, didn't do it for me. Yeah. I think if he wants to do this again, he needs to, come at it from some kind of different perspective. Maybe make it a more fictional fictional movie with some satirical bite to it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Which was kind of the dictator. Yeah.
1: I remember but. it did have some funny, but I don't really much I don't remember much about that movie at all. I,
0: I it was pretty good. I mean I don't you know I'm I don't want to oversell it. I thought it was pretty good, but it was the the reason why like that's the movie I think where he was trying to get all of the borat ali g stuff into a fictional movie because you know it's sort of like a satire of like um uh qaddafi and 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 it's it's not yeah i mean some of it's really good i think that mostly i I remember the beginning where he's a you know he is in his country but then it becomes like a fish out of water comedy and honestly the bottom kind of drops out of it yeah um but uh but yeah, so I th- I think that maybe that's indicative of how difficult that would be to like make a whole movie like that, you know, make a whole movie that's Borat, but fake, you know, which, which is all fictional characters.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause there is sort of a similar construction to the things that he does. I mean, with the dictator, yeah. I mean, fish out of water. I mean, that's kind of what Borat yeah, G like all those like, guys are to a certain degree, all those
0: characters. Yeah. But yeah, it's sort of like, you know, a fish out of water thing. It's like, oh man, I've seen it so many times. Like, okay.
1: <laughs> well, and maybe, I mean, not to like pump up Michael Moore here, but like maybe in this sort of context, maybe it's better that you have someone who's a, kind of more low key. I mean, Michael Moore can be super manipulative in his yeah, in yeah. his filmmaking, but maybe kind of hang back a bit and just let these people sort of, make themselves look bad rather than like drawing them out i don't know yeah. um well i just, liked
0: what you said earlier just like we these people have had enough attention like what right. else you know what else can we get from them maybe like move on yeah
1: yeah you know,
0: uh, it's weird it's sort of like like i th- like remember that show portlandia did you watch right. that yeah, yeah which I, I thought it was a terrible show and not funny and just like Everything fell flat for, for about it for me, but I did like that it was just a different bunch of people they were targeting. You know, right?
1: Yeah, and, and but
0: it was sort of like okay, let's make fun of like nappy pamby liberals or whatever. It seemed kind of rote and hack, but at least it was they're tr- they're reaching for something a little bit different to skewer.
1: Yeah, and I mean. I did like that show, but certainly the the satire in that show is it's pretty soft handed. I mean, he's yeah, it's toothless making. He's not trying to make people look terrible, and it's all fiction too. So you know, it's obviously just a, an amplified version of people you would meet in Portland. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you know that had its its time and in the years uh, that that was. Well, on five or six years, I think. So, yeah, it's funny
0: too to think that that was like Portlandia was Portland under Obama, and now Portland under Trump is like fucking on fire. And yeah, right.
1: <laughs> no, I know it's again, it's just like the problem now. It's, and I've seen you know, SNL is, is still probably like the most popular satire going right now. And oh, it's so bad. Have, stuff do you is, watch Saturday Night Live? I do occasionally, but okay, the political stuff is is not great. And yeah. that used trash. to be really their, their strong suit. I mean, back in the day, like they do Ross Perot and guys like yeah. that. I love that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I still like the weekend update sometimes, but yeah, again, it's just, it's very hard to make a lot of comedic hay out of this, this time period because Trump is so beyond Perry and he's so far ahead in terms of, what we're talking about because he does something stupid one day the next day he's on to something else and yeah uh it's just kind of unstoppable and he has no shame so like the whole point of satire is like to be funny but also kind of shame politicians or bring attention to things that normally isn't brought attention to and it's all just so obvious it's just so out there um mm. so i don't know uh I, I'm trying to think of something that's that's done a great satire in the last few years. Can you think of anything?
0: Uh, no, not off the top of my head, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I think, I, I think maybe like stuff like I never
0: saw. I It's not something I, I know that well, but people say that Nathan For You, that show, was very good. And no, I don't know I, that I, at all. Um, it was kind of not a hidden camera show. It was like a fake documentary There's this guy who just goes around and tries to help out businesses, but he kind of does it in this really exaggerated, but still deadpan comedic way. Okay. And that's, and I'm describing a show I've never seen. So, (laughs) um, but people say it's very good. And I've always been in the back of my mind. Like one of these days I'll get around to watching Nathan for you, which is supposed to be very good.
1: Yeah but yeah. that's
0: the only thing I could think of. And it's a show I haven't seen. I don't, I, you know, like satire, whatever it's, bo- it's boring. I don't like it. It's, you know, sometimes you, I, if there's a satire and just like, in and it in is done well, it's just a funny movie to me. Like whatever you're going to satirize, it's like, okay, I, I get it. You know, you're exaggerating something for comedic effect. Do, you know, it's not really like making a point or something. I mean, I think a lot of it too is like, I don't really like, like the John Oliver show. I I haven't watched the daily show in years. Like, I think that sort of just glib approach to current events also bothers me at this point. I I think it's been too overdone and like, I don't need this, you know, don't send out a reporter to, to just send up, you know, regular people. And and by, I don't know, that's, it's, it's boring to me to a degree.
1: Well, I think John Oliver's show has actually gotten better in quarantine because he's just talking to a camera and there's no audience. So Mm. he doesn't feel he needs to play to a studio audience as much. And again, his tone, I mean, he's, I mean, sometimes he's funny, but like he's gotten very serious in some episodes. He's just ranting for 30 minutes. So again, that's kind of the problem now. It's like, if you really feel deeply about these things, you go from anger to depression, like very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, back it's funny in the, cause, well, just like on. back in the day of like status quo politics, like satire could do its job. And like, you didn't have people getting called out by the fucking president. I mean, Trump has called out Sasha Baron Cohen for this movie. I mean, Gazi? yeah, he called him, mm. I don't know, unfunny creep or, or something like that. <laughs> and, but, and
0: But he's also the same guy who was like, gets mad at Bette Midler and, uh, Rosie no, O'Donnell and stuff. He's a celebrity hater.
1: But that's what makes it so utterly ridiculous, you know, that he's president yeah. and he's calling it. This is, should not, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And of course, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's like, Hey, thanks for the free publicity, you know, because now everyone's going to see my movie. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just a very, very depressing game to see this back and forth, uh, going on, which been like these in the celebrity culture, because that's really what Trump I means famous for being, A businessman, I guess, but it's because of that damn reality show. So we're kind of like right wrapped up in this really cruel reality show. Well, he's famous for the perception
0: that he's a businessman, but he's really, you know, a media figure. He's always been a media figure. Yeah,
1: sure. For sure. So I don't know. Um, you know, I it had some laughs this movie. I didn't think it was great, but it was free, it was on Amazon. So
0: Ooh, wow, that's a brutal indictment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> isn't that a reason why we're watching a lot of stuff now? Cause it's already on Netflix or Amazon.
0: Yeah. Know? Yeah. You do get kind of tired of paying for movies. Like, okay, there's something that's good out there and I, it, but I have to actually spend $4 to watch it. So you watch something free instead. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: I, I don't know. I don't even want there's to go my, to Redbox. I'm just going to hit
0: play yeah.
1: on my TV, you know, and Redbox is dollars right. So yeah. Well, this is my idea to
0: watch this movie, so maybe if you want to pick someone for next week, we can do okay. something now. Yeah, um, think about yeah. it.
1: Uh, well, I threw out the idea of Quadrophenia. Yeah, that's a good idea. That would be kind yeah. of a fun, I, I can't rewatch those other two movies, but I have seen them. It um, yeah. might be kind of fun to talk about the Who sure. and Who movies, but something else, I thought of something else last night that, that we should do watch that... but I, I can't remember it off the top of my head.
0: I saw you tweet out like that Quentin Tarantino Halloween thing. Oh yeah. Was that the one that you're. No, of? that was just. Oh that, yeah.
1: I just figured if people wanted something different, it was a very, cool that Quentin movie Tarantino. looks like
0: that movie looks unwatchable. <laughs> I watched the trailer and well, you short. know how he is. It's like, Ooh, it's yeah. a
1: 1973 Italian obscure horror movie. Like, okay.
0: What well, stars Leif Garrett, which I think if you know, he was I like a seventies kind of boy, boy band guy. Okay. And so who's kind of like Pinky Tuscadero, you know, like I think he was on, <laughs> you know, like he kind of yeah. cameoed on TV in the seventies and okay. I got something that like uh, uh, Quinn Tarantino really responds to that kind of schlocky seventies right. culture thing.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, now if I, like if he I guest starred
0: on Bonanza or something like that,
1: yeah, yeah, I know Um, it's like, does that guy ever read a book? It's like,
0: yeah, that's interesting. Stuff? He's an interesting guy, man. No, does. I, like I love him. Don't
1: get me wrong, yeah. but um, sometimes- but You're I right. See.
0: He's never read a book, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a couple movies about racism. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask some really big questions that are central to the heart of America <laughs> in a bunch of movies. Well, and you, um, you and without the benefit of really any expertise. and, yeah. and Where, where well, it like, ends up is very interesting, you it's know? It's
1: like Scorsese. like He's just watched like eight hours of movies a day. I mean- Yeah, like, yeah. I don't but know at least he has,
0: I feel like he, you know, he has some kind of intellectual thing. Like he, he reads books and I think he knows a little bit about religion and stuff. And whereas I feel like Quentin Tarantino, that might not be true of him.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cause you can't get him to talk about anything other than movies. I mean, I right. Movies. Yeah. It would be
0: funny to like sit him down and be like, all right, this is, just we're gonna t- we're not talking about movies, man. We're gonna talk about literature. Let's see what's gonna let's see what you got. You know, have you ever? Can, okay, can you name three John Steinbeck novels? <laughs> okay, okay, great. Uh, I wanna,
1: okay, I want to talk <laughs> about um, French New Wave if we can. You know, yeah, sorry. yeah. I mean, come on, You're dude.
0: Like, no, Quentin. Quentin. Okay. Dial it uh, back a little. Yeah, um, I know your highness is kicking in, <laughs> but come on, let's fucking uh, let's get back on topic.
1: So. Yeah, uh, but no, I'd, I I'll probably think of it later today. But um,
0: yeah, sure. Funny. Yeah, if it comes up, yeah, no, let's do a Who. Let's do an episode of the Who. I know you love the Who. Let's talk about okay. them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool man. Yeah, and that's fun. I'm kind of. I don't think anybody else is doing
1: that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And again, it's been a while since I watched Tommy. That might have been like in high school or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know if I ever saw all of Tommy. I saw all of Quadrophenia and I think that it's boring as I yeah. recall. Maybe it's good. I'll try to watch it again. Okay. All right. I mean, what I'm most interested in revisiting is the kids are all right.
1: That's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll but tell you, if, that's, if we end up doing this, I'll talk about why I'm interested in revisiting that.
1: Yeah. I might, I might rewatch that. Um, yeah. Cause that's the real deal, you know? I mean, that's that.
0: Yeah. Just all footage of them performing. And it's, it's sort of like just spending an hour and a half of going on YouTube and looking up bands you like and what stuff is for them on YouTube. Right. Except you don't have to search for it and it's all like right there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, man. uh, Good luck tomorrow.
1: All right. Thanks. And um, I'll, I'll be in touch this week. So uh, good talking with you, Adam. Take care. Thanks. You too, right. man. Bye, man.